0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. More on hogs. Economist Steve Meyer says that pork prices have been running at their second highest level ever, which is why standard packer margins are actually very good. The loss is all on the hog side. basis the data, pork prices have actually been high enough to curtail retail demand. Meyer noted that losses near $48 a head last spring have impaired, but estimated that hog producers will lose $22 a head on average for the year. That may be optimistic, as integrated producers are now losing $33 a head. Last Tuesday, according to Dow Jones' Iowa State University calculation, The standard versus integrated packer margin spread was $84.40 a head. Hogs were not bringing back their value relative to the pork product market. The standard packers were buying hogs being sold to them at a loss while adding value to those hogs in the pork product market. That throws back to 1998 where standard packers exerted maximum market leverage over hog producers. That gave the impression then that integrated producers with their own shackle space could avoid the losses as were incurred in 1998. That has proven not to be the case. Hog production losses are so severe that being integrated does not save packer-integrated producers from losses at this time. Yet, my bet would be that this reenactment of a 1998-like hog market will advance integration further in the hog industry. According to the recent cold storage report, the backlog of U.S. supply is lessening, down 14.5% from the prior year, Belly's off 31%. That week, the average dress weight of 213 pounds was 2 pounds lighter than the prior year. That all helps, but something more is needed for a meaningful market recovery. Meyer says that hog production needs to be trimmed by 2%, which means the actual number has to decline enough to compensate for the record productivity as well. In 1998, there was a segment of hog producers that were financially vulnerable, and the resulting liquidation was cleansing. This time, there are few candidates to liquidate. Typically, it takes another factor, such as a herd health issue, to trip liquidation. There are no probable hedging opportunities in lean hog futures. Packer contracts protect shackle space, but not margins. Upward revisions in the September hog report are expected in the December report. The anniversary of December season lows is nearing. There will likely be more used hog buildings come onto the market this next year. They are not worth much unless someone can get a packer to give them permission to produce hogs. By the way, that is one of the definitions of an industry monopoly. The industry would be better off for those buildings to stay empty. The month of December could be a potential inflection period for grain prices. One of the most talked about headlines this week was the hedge funds that have built up a short position in corn that is at its most bearish level since the summer of 2020. That bearish bet is the biggest obstacle for higher corn prices at the moment, but it is also a source of pressure that the market could be relieved of quickly. Speculators would be particularly likely to jump ship and cover shorts if they see better export demand, sparked by further concern over poor crop conditions in Brazil. Corn exports have been quietly improving lately, with this week's report featuring a marketing year high for new corn export commitments, along with soybean and wheat sales, the totals that were well above the highest expectations. The drawback for the export storyline is that reported sales to China are less than a third of what they were by this time last year for corn, and about three-quarters of last year's total for soybeans. Higher export prices out of Brazil are being driven by weather worries there, And the relative discount for U.S. export offers could help spur additional buying from China. It will be supportive for the corn and wheat markets that exporters now have to originate grain against the March contracts. Now that December grains are in delivery, there is more time for markets to improve around where the futures contracts are deliverable on the Illinois and Mississippi rivers. The market can also escape the downward price spiral that was reinforced by heavy liquidation of December futures including all the basis contracts that were due to be priced by the end of the month. This year, the various price slide at a first notice day, helped from a historically widespread between the December and March corn contracts, discouraged holders of long positions from rolling forward. The sharp discount for the nearby December contract and relatively strong premium for March were the market's way of saying the grain is not needed now as much as it will be needed later. More specifically, the widespread was saying that the market does not need the corn within the delivery system. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.